When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online. Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit, money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit, money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888 Money Pit. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone, give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. We're here to help you with your home improvement projects, your do-it-yourself dilemmas. We know there's a project on the to-do list. Look around your house. Come on, that's you. Yep, look around. What do you see? Now, remember how many times your spouse or significant other has bugged you to get it done. <laughs> let's, make a, let's make a commitment right now. Let's get to it, right? The number is one eight 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 money pit Don't pick up the tools just yet, though. Pick up the phone first and call us because we will help you get your spouse off your case. The number is 888-666-3974. We've got a big program coming up, Leslie. We're going to talk about first about sprucing up your home with a new coat of exterior paint. But when you do, don't make the most expensive mistake possible and that is buying cheap paint because in the long run it's going to cost you a lot more we'll show we will show you how to do that math and why it makes sense to buy the best paint in just a bit Mm-hmm. And also ahead this hour, now your car, it might have already gotten its post-winter tune-up because I know where I live, the potholes are doing some damage in my neck of the woods and my car has really been feeling the brunt of the winter time. But what about your lawnmower? You know, it needs some attention before you fire it up for the lawn mowing season. So we're going to give you some basic maintenance tips coming up. Plus, a new survey is out that confirms what we've known for a while. Home improvement never goes out of style. In fact, two-thirds of homeowners asked say they'll be spending money to renovate their homes this spring. We're going to find out what projects pay off a little bit later when we interview Leah Gerstner, who is the head of communications for American Express and the person in charge of collecting all of this cool data. Mm-hmm. And also this hour, we're giving away something that can really help with your home recycling efforts. It's the Easy Pull Can Crusher with a collection bin. And it's a great way to save space while you're doing Mother Nature's good duty of recycling. It's worth almost 40 bucks. Going to go out to one caller that reaches us with their home improvement question. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Let's get to it. Ken in New Mexico needs some help with yard work. What can we do for you today? Yes, I've got a problem. The front yard always, every year, this time of the year, these broadleaf leaves, uh, uh, weeds keep coming up, 
And I don't want to plant six inches of concrete. I know that'll solve the problem. <laughs> I, yes, it will. I've heard, <laughs> I've heard that you can use uh, uh, vinegar, white vinegar, just spray that, and it should kill the weeds. And I have Russian sage, and I have trees there, but I'm trying to figure out, once I kill the weeds, what, uh, what should I use the best thing to kill the weeds that doesn't cost me an arm and a leg? And then what, sh- what can I put on the ground to... It doesn't require maintenance all the time. Something I know a little bit of maintenance, but I don't want to have to be spending all my weekends there pulling weeds. So you have grass here uh, in between the weeds, Ken? No, I just have uh, it's just dirt and uh, weeds. Weeds come up through that. Mm. I've been frustrated trying to figure out what to do with that area of the uh, of the front of the house. Right. Back of the house, I've got all gravel and and desert scape. So I see. that's taken care of. That's about a sixth of an acre, but. The front of the house, I'd like to have something that gives a little bit of curb appeal rather than stark stones. Sure. Well, first of all, in terms of getting rid of the weeds, I would recommend a product called Roundup. Very effective. Just spray the weeds, and it's a systemic product, so it will go down into the root of the plant and kill it and won't come back. If you just try to pull them up or if you try to use something uh, you know, like an old wives' tale like vinegar, I don't see how that's going to do. The only good that will do is if you're going to take those weeds up and use them in your salad. But other than that, I don't think it's going to kill them. So I would use Roundup, and that will kill the weeds. And in terms of uh, some hardscaping ideas for this area, Leslie, what do you think? Well, I mean, pavers are gorgeous and available in different colors and sizes and shapes, and and you can really be creative with pavers and, I think, cost-effective, and it's definitely a do-it-yourself project if you feel like doing some digging. Um, And then once you've got a little patio, I mean, it it really gives you an opportunity to have a wonderful sitting, resting area, reading area, dining area. You can really extend your indoor decor outdoors to create, you know, an exterior room that you'll use perhaps for many seasons of the year. Mm, Okay. Well, great. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Beverly in Missouri, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you out today? I was listening to your show, and it was suggested to someone to look into the Renai water heater. Mm-hmm. And I am interested in Renai water heaters, and tried previously to do that and was told that there would be a problem venting it in a pre-existing home. And I also will be needing to purchase a new heat system okay. in, a, in the next year or so. Okay. And so my question is, is there a way to make these new technologies happen in a pre-existing home are there new non-vent things or better ways of venting than they knew a few years ago? Because I've not looked into it in the last couple of years. Well, it sounds to me like you didn't talk to the right guys because uh, I tell you what, it's easier than ever to vent a high-efficiency furnace or a high-efficiency water heater because the vent pipes can be direct vented, which means they don't have to go into chimneys. They can go right through the exterior wall. So I don't know why you were told that it's a problem to vent, but it's, it's really not not. See, I'm surprised because they said, oh, we had to go all the way through to the roof, and and then I wound up buying, you know, giant well, big 50-gallon water heaters again. Yeah, well, I mean, you may have been, uh, you may have found yourself in a situation, Beverly, where you got a contractor that wanted to sell you uh, a project to go in one direction and not the way that you wanted it to go, but, okay. um, but it, it's not hard to vent high efficiency. It's actually easier because it can go through the sidewall of the house and out. Okay, and, and if you're if your system is not at the end of the house, it's in the, more in the center of the basement, is that a problem or not? Uh, if it's instead of the basement, the pipes would have to go across the basement and then out. 
But you know what's cool about high efficiency is it takes so much heat out of the gases that what's left can run through a plastic pipe. Wow. Okay, that's great because I, I thought, gee, if she can do this, maybe I can too. Yeah, no, I think you can. I would talk to a couple of different contractors. I don't think you're getting the best advice there, Beverly. Thank you. I'm glad to know that. I'm sure many other people are, and I love your show. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now you can join in on the Home Improvement Fund by picking up the phone and giving us a call 24 hours a day, seven days a week with all of your home improvement questions at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, if your lawnmower isn't quite doing the job, we can help. We're going to have some step-by-step tips on how to give your lawnmower a spring tune-up that'll help it spring back into action. The Money Pit is brought to you by ODL's Add-on Blinds. Enclosed behind tempered glass, they eliminate the need for dusting and exposed cords, both problems with traditional blinds. Plus, they easily install over your existing entry glass. Visit www.odl.com to learn more. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. One caller we talked to on the air this hour is going to win the Easy Pull Can Crusher. That just sounds like fun, you know, <laughs> a can crusher. And it's not your hand to your forehead? Yeah, like you used to do in college. <laughs> Uh, the coll- it's got a collection bin somehow built into it, too. It's worth 37 bucks. It's a great way to get rid of all your aluminum cans. You can crush them down to save some space in your recycle bin. The aluminum can actually be recycled back into beverage cans within 60 days. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. It's but pretty fast, it must be true because it says so right here. The Easy Pull <laughs> Can Crusher can do just that. Anyway, if you want to win it, it sounds pretty cool. It's worth 40 bucks. going to go out to one caller that reaches us on the line at 888-MONEY-PIT. And if you want to see this thing in action, you can go to cancrusher.com. Isn't it amazing no one else had that URL? It's, that's pretty cool, unless this person's been sitting on it for like <laughs> yeah, years, right. waiting. <laughs> Probably reserved it and then like invented the product later. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, the video that you'll see is Tom crushing a can on his forehead from college. It's quite entertaining, so check it out today. <laughs> All right, let's get right to it. All right, guys. Well, you know, this time of year, we're all starting to tend to the yard a little bit more. Winter is gone. Thank goodness. Snow has cleared for the most of us. I hope everywhere in the northern parts of the country, you don't have any more snow kicking around. But if you've yet to pull out your lawnmower for that first seasonal cut, you might be getting to the point where your grass just can't take it any longer. And maybe the neighbors are picking up the phone or knocking on the door being like, hey, Safari Stan, let's mow the lawn. (laughs) All right, folks. So here are a few steps that can help you with that lawn. First of all, before you start it up, you want to check the spark plug wire connection. You want to check the blade, and with that blade, you want to sharpen it with any areas that you might find some dullness with a file. Then you want to clean the entire thing inside and out. You want to lubricate all moving parts, including the wheels. And don't use last year's gasoline. Empty out the tank and start fresh. And here's a heads up. You can actually do the same basic maintenance in the fall before you go and store the mower away for the winter, which will then save time come springtime because you know it'll all be in tip-top shape. 
You know what I always do? I always put gas stabilizer in and then run it dry. This way, any gas that kind of stays behind doesn't get all gooey and gunky. Mm -hmm. It really helps. And the stabilizer even only extends the gas to, what is it, 30 days? No, no. It it lasts for 30 days unless you put the stabilizer in. The stabilizer can actually extend it for about a year. Oh, that's great to know because, you know, you really want to make sure that you've got the fuel in the machine and that it's running well because if it does go bad, it will gunk up the entire inner working. So take good care of those parts. Yeah, it turns into varnish. It really (laughs) does. It never runs too well. All right, so now you know how to get it started. There's no more excuses. Let's get it fired up, get out there, and cut the grass. And yes, we're talking to you, Safari Stan. That's right, you. 888-666-3974. Who's next? David in Rhode Island's got a tricky toilet. Tell us what's going on. Well, listen, every time, uh, not every time, but many times when I flush the toilet, I detect like a, a pocket of air. You know, there's like a big bubble that comes up. And then um, we'll say that it doesn't flush completely. Right. Uh, sometimes I have to wait until it recycles, and then uh, I flush it again, and then you know it'll it'll be gone. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds like there's a partial obstruction. It could very well be. Uh, that would cause that. Any quick ideas? <laughs> well, um, hmm. Have you had to plunge it at all to get it moving again? No, no, it's never been quite that bad. No. Yeah. I have a feeling that there's a partial obstruction here. I can't begin to speculate what that obstruction is. But when you have uh, something that's not flushing all of the way like that, that's generally what happens. I mean, I had a situation once where I had a toilet that broke down right before a big family party. So I f- was absolutely positive that it was the uh, willow tree outside. Had, the roots had, roots had grown into the drain pipe. So I got up really early and dug this big hole in my ground and tried to find these roots and get them out but then i got the pipe open there were no roots in there long story short i ended up taking the toilet off the floor turned it upside down and found a little blue toy phone in it (laughs) so some home improvement expert i tore up the whole yard and it turned out to be an obstruction right in the in the the toilet itself so i suspect that uh yeah the smallest little thing falling in that toilet can cause this condition so i would probably take the toilet off try to snake it out and look inside the the trap of the toilet itself that's the curved part that's sort of underneath the bowl, and see if you can figure out what the obstruction is, because I have a feeling that's what's causing this, David. All right, then. Tom, thanks for your time. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Yes, do as I say, not as I do or did. <laughs> All right, now we're going to chat with Sarah in Texas, who's got an insulation question. What can we do for you today? I bought a home uh, about a year ago, and it's a 1970s home, and we have... Pretty good insulation in the house already, but we were wanting to put in a new layer. There were a bunch of critters that used to live up in the attic. Oh, no. Carcasses and stuff. (laughs) And I didn't know whether it was okay just to kind of layer over it and blow in new insulation. Would we still get the, the same benefits, or is it better to start from scratch? Well, in this situation where you've got some insulation that was damaged or certainly infested by small animals, I would not recommend putting a second layer down. I would take the opportunity to pull out what you have. That said, if the insulation is in good condition up there, it's still fluffy, it's still doing its job, there's no reason you can't put a second layer. But if it's been infested, I wouldn't want you to trap all that under. The the animals may have stirred it up, they may have compressed it by walking on it, and insulation is not going to work unless it's fluffy and full of air. Now, in terms of the amount of insulation, 
Owens Corning recommends that you have 19 inches of bad insulation or 22 inches of blown-in insulation. They have a good website called insulateandsave.com that you can go to and get tips on how to actually do the installation of the insulation yourself. It's not a difficult project. It's very inexpensive. Uh, and in fact, you may find that you qualify for federal energy tax credits by installing insulation and other energy-saving improvements to your house. Absolutely. Cool. That's what I thought. So I just wanted to take the best route to ensure the longevity of the new layer that we put in. Yeah, I think in this situation, since you had those critters up there, I would get rid of the old stuff and, and start new. You'll get a really well-insulated house. It's going to make you more comfortable, more energy efficient, and it's going to save you some money. That website, again, is insulateandsave.com. They've got a, a zip code a tool there that will help you find a retailer in your area and also a way of calculating how much you can save on your monthly energy bill. One question, though. Would you recommend having professionals come in to remove the, the old insulation? Not because necessarily. Because being up there, it, it, it's a pretty, there's some pretty tight corners and, you know... Well, not necessarily in the sense that you can do it yourself. It's not hard to do, but if you find it difficult to work around the attic space because it is difficult to access, then certainly it's something you could hire a pro to. But if you do work in the attic, just remember the age-old carpenter adage. You know what that is? Walk Mm -hmm. on wood. Yeah. Walk on wood. (laughs) Or end up in ceiling of bedroom below. (laughs) That's right, and watch out for the nails in the the roof. Sounds like you got all the information you need to do this job yourself. Thanks so much for calling us at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Rocky in Texas is dealing with a messy driveway. What happened? Hi there. I purchased this house. Uh, apparently it belonged to a mechanic or something. And uh, uh, I am assuming that he hadn't sealed the concrete driveway. And he's got a whole bunch of patches. It looks like a hydraulic fluid and some regular oil, car oil. And I tried a couple of things and he didn't bring them out. Well, if it suffered years of abuse at the hands of a mechanic who did lots and lots of oil changes there, Rocky, you're going to have a heck of a time getting any of that out. I mean, if it's a fresh oil stain, we usually recommend a paste of TSP, trisodium phosphate. In your case, I think we're way, well below, beyond that. So your option right now would probably be to, to resurface the driveway with an epoxy uh, patch with an epoxy paint or an epoxy patching compound and basically start over again. The epoxy will stick very, very well to the driveway surface. And, you know, it'll, it'll look a lot better. And, and, and if this oil stain is very old like that, I don't have any issues about you covering it. Oh, okay. So any kind of, is there any preparation that I have to do before... Uh, there's generally sometimes there's a there's a yeah sometimes there's a neutralizer that has to go on first. I'll tell you a good website for because you want a professional product. It's Abatron a b a t r o n dot com, and in fact you can contact those folks and they'll direct you to the exact product you want to you want to use. But they have some uh, really good epoxy coatings that you can put on that driveway and it'll last for a good number of years. Perfect. Thank you for your wisdom. You're welcome, Rocky. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. All right, now we've got Joe in Massachusetts who is finding some cracks in the foundation. Tell us about the problem. No, I just, uh, what I'd like to know is I do have some cracks in my foundation that they're not major, but I did put on a, uh, a two-car garage and also a, uh, a Florida room on my, on my house. And I was wondering about uh, cracks in the foundation. Well, if you 
added laterally to the house. In other words, you didn't put a second story on or something like that. I no. doubt that the you know adding the garage on or the Florida room caused these cracks to occur. Uh, yeah. Cracks do form over time in masonry foundations, usually because moisture gets in there, Joe, and the foundations will either expand and crack, or if you have a lot of water that pulls around the foundation area, you can get some settlement. So if these are minor cracks, uh, are they? would you consider them hairline? Right, exactly. Well, if they're minor cracks, then it's very, very typical of you to have those in foundations. Um, if sometimes you can, they crack so much that you can see through them, perhaps if it's part of the wall that goes through the other side of the garage or something of that nature, you could always caulk them with a silicone caulk. But minor foundation cracks are pretty typical and not much to worry about. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, home improvement is still top of mind with homeowners. A new survey finds that nearly two-thirds of you are planning a spring project. Find out what people are taking on after this. The Money Pit is brought to you by Skill. Want hardwood floors but are on a budget? The affordable and feature-filled Skill Flooring Saw is just what you need for your installation project. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. All right, guys, it is National Home Improvement Month. Hooray! Finally, a holiday we can name after ourselves. (laughs) I know, and one that we celebrate on a daily basis. (laughs) Well, if fixing up your Money Pit still is on the top of your list of spring to-dos this year, according to the latest American Express Spending and Saving Tracker Report, you fit right into that because nearly two-thirds of homeowners say that they will invest in projects this year to renovate their homes. And that is smart spending money. Here to tell us more about the findings from the spending and saving trackers is Leah Gerstner from American Express. Hi, Leah. Hello there. How are you guys? Now, you guys do this survey every single year. What are you seeing that's new about the past year's spending habits? We do. Um, so we we do this survey every year. And in 2010, we actually um, looked across the board and found that nearly two-thirds of homeowners also said that home improvement was on their to-do list. So not much of a change there. But what is different is that we're finding people are going to be spending just a little bit less in 2011 on home improvement. Still not quite sure that that recession is totally over Mm. and being a bit cautious about the selection of projects. What kinds of uh, projects do you think folks are tackling? Well, we're seeing um, projects across the board. Definitely indoor projects are the most popular, um, and bathrooms are topping the list there, and kitchens coming in second. Um, Certainly seeing a fair amount of people wanting to do cosmetic work, such as painting and redoing rooms. Um, And then there are some who are looking at landscaping as an outdoor renovation project. Um, And then there's a few people that are going to tackle the deck and patio kind of as a, as a secondary option there. But more, mostly indoor is going to be where the focus is of spending habits, it seems, and bathrooms topping that list, which was interesting. Well, it seems like at this point, you know, we're all conserving our finances and really spending a lot of time indoors. And I know I'm wanting to make changes to my home just because I'm sick and tired of looking at the same stuff for so much time. <laughs> so it's really an interesting trend that it's sort of, you know, stacking up that way nationally. What about environmentally friendly home purchases? Are people really looking into that type of field when they're making their renovations? 
They are. We, at, when we surveyed homeowners, we actually found that about one-third of homeowners say they're going to be investing in green improvements. And we think that that's because, um, and we asked them why, and we think it's because it is a long-term cost-saving benefit for them. Um, they're really looking at all different ways to save, and going green is one of the long-term ways that they can really get a return on their investments. So it's a great opportunity for homeowners to, you know, to invest in green this year. And that return on investment has never been more important. Now, Leah, one of the uh, core groups of uh, folks that we talk to all the time are those hardcore DIYers, the people that like to you know, pick up the paintbrush, pick up the saw, and really do all of the work soup to nuts themselves. What kinds of uh, findings did you guys discover when you looked at just the DIYers in terms of the projects that they're tackling? Well, we actually found that we asked um, homeowners how much of the work that they're going to be doing this year will they be doing on their own or how much of it will be they be asking contractors or family and friends to help with. We actually found that two-thirds of homeowners are just like your audience. They're DIYers, and they want to take on at least some of the home improvement work themselves. Um, some of them will actually be recruiting some family and friends to help out, 30%. I know I would fall into that <laughs> category. <laughs> and then 20% will be relying on a contractor to do all or some of the work. And really, we see DIY as a trend that's popping, and really, again, in that sense of how can I save money this year? How can I spend smart? Um, and, and taking on some of the work on your own is certainly an easy way, easier way to do that. We're talking to Leah Gerstner from American Express about Amex's Spending and Savings Tracker Report, just out in time for National Home Improvement Month. And most importantly, Leah, what can you buy for your home improvement projects with American Express points? You can buy so many <laughs> things, and I think one of the best is gift cards. So. Um, we are we have lots of great gift cards with all of the major home improvement um, stores out there, and it's, it's a great opportunity to convert your points and then use that for whatever you might need for your home renovation project. That's great. I know we do. Absolutely. Leah Gerstner from American Express, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit, and we're going to now hoard all of our points so that we can <laughs> hire our next uh, home improvement pro on, and, and pay them with points. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> okay, Leah, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Bit. Thank you so much for having me. All right, still to come, are you thinking about getting the outside of your home repainted this spring season? Well, if you are, do not skimp on the paint's quality because we're going to tell you why cheap paint is never the bargain you think it's going to be next. You live in a body pit. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we'd love to hear what you are working on. So pick up the phone and give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. Now, this hour, we're giving away the Easy Pull Can Crusher End Collection Bin. It's worth $37. And it's really a great way to get all of your aluminum cans crushed way down in your recycling bin because it's going to help you save space so that you can recycle more. Plus, here's the bonus. If you've got kids in the house, this is like the best chore you can give them. Here 
crush all the cans with this fun toy. <laughs> and it's really excellent because the bin holds up to 48 crushed cans. Check it out. Go to their website. It's easycancrusher.com. It'll show you how it works. And then it'll get you really excited to pick up the phone and give us a call for your chance to win at 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Well, when the budget is tight, we all look for ways to cut back on expense. But if you're thinking about having a contractor apply a cheap paint to the outside of your house to try to save a few bucks, you might want to reconsider. In the long run, it's actually less expensive to apply the very best quality paint, even if it costs a lot more money. You know, most of the cost of the exterior painting goes for labor, not for the paint. So paying for top quality paint is not going to make a huge difference in the overall cost of the job, but it will greatly extend the life of the paint job. And you're going to find out that your cost per year is a lot less. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, field tests at the Paint Quality Institute actually show that ordinary exterior paint lasts about four years, but if you go with the top quality 100% acrylic latex paint, that can actually last 10 years or more when it's applied to a properly prepped surface. You gotta prep the surface, guys. So make sure that your exterior painting is done right. This way you're not gonna have to worry about doing it again for a long, long time, because you know how expensive it is, and you know what comes after painting? Repainting. Repainting. <laughs> <laughs> if you want some more ideas, go ahead and Google Money Pit Cheap Paint Costs More, and you'll get a ton of great information there. 888-666-3974. We are here with great information 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Let's get back to the phones. Leslie, who's next? Steve in Georgia, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Well, we've got a house that was built in 1964, and we really love it. Um, it's got all the original interior finishes, and that includes some really nice 90-pine paneling. Yes, that uh, was very popular back in 1964. <laughs> oh, yeah. And plus, this is some of the best 90-pine I've ever seen. After ni- after how many, 47 years, there's right. no warping, and none of the knots have popped. Okay. So it's tough, but one of the rooms where you spend a lot of time is on the north side of the house, and it tends to be a little dark, and so we have two options. You could pull it off and put up sheetrock or um, paint it. Now, I've done that before with Naughty Pine in the past, and and eventually the knots show through the paint. Oh, they love to sneak out. They do. I guess it's the resin or something, and I'm, I'm wondering, is there anything we can do to prep it so that that won't happen, or is our only choice to replace the sheetrock? Well, you have to prime it. It's very critical that you prime the paneling before you paint it. And I would use an oil-based primer for this. That will stop the knots from popping out again. But, you know, there is one other option. Have you considered sanding the existing paneling? <laughs> no, I haven't. Um, that I mean, really sounds like a big job. <laughs> yeah, it could be a big job. But, I mean, if you really like it, you could sand off the finish and start again. Um, sand off the finish and start again how? Well, with a new could, stain. Right, with a new stain. You could sand. I mean, it's probably going to be pretty brittle, the finish, because it's so old. So you could probably get you know, like a half-sheet vibrating sander and start working your way around the room and see how quickly it comes off. You may be able to get enough off where it lightens up and you, you'll be happy with it again. And in fact, you know, if you're going to, uh, to paint it anyway, why not uh, you know, give it an hour or two with a sander and see how, see how quickly it comes off? That's a great idea. I might mm-hmm. try that. 
And you know what? When it goes to the stain, you know, when it comes time to stain, you don't have to go with something in a traditional wood tone. There are so many tinted stains out there in beautiful colors that if you wanted to stain it a color so that you get the appearance of a a tint on the wall without, you know, laying the paint on top of it, because it is a beautiful paneling and it's not often that people want to keep it. So if you enjoy it, you know, enhance it and really live with it. Yeah. What's a great idea? I mean, if we if we decide to go the other way and put a primer, do we just use a regular standard primer for the yep. you would use for sheet rock or something else? Yeah, no, it would be a good quality primer. Usually, you choose the same primer and primer and paint from the same manufacturer. But if there's an option, use an oil based primer because that's going to give you the best adhesion and the best coverage. Yeah, well, that sounds like great advice. All right, Steve. Well, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Nancy in Nebraska, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? My problem is uh, the shower floor in the basement. My washer uh, drains into the shower floor. Hmm. Okay. And then when it, you know, when it backs up until it starts draining back down, it sits there for a while. And I suppose the soap and all the residue from the shower uh, water or from the washer water but anyway, um, when my husband tiled, put ceramic tile on the walls, he also put ceramic tile on the floor. Okay. And the water, of course, gathering underneath that ceramic tile made it um, real musty and moldy mm. and that, so he had to take that up. Right. And he painted it, and of course, the paint peeled. Yeah, you're fighting a losing battle there, Nancy. There's mm-hmm. no way you're going to get paint to stick underwater which is essentially what's happening i mean it's not the right way to drain a, to drain a a washing machine it's it's you're you know you're sort of cheating so to speak by trying to dump it into a, a a shower fixture if you had a proper drain we wouldn't be having this conversation but uh if it's going to be wet all the time like that there's no way that it's going to uh not peel and rather quickly because you know the the base is it a concrete base right yeah, so that's very hydroscopic. It's like trying to paint a sponge. It just ain't going to happen. Yeah. So there isn't any product then that they make that could be put on, on there. No, I mean, an epoxy paint, if you got it really, really dry, might work better than well, say, a floor paint. Well, it'll better, but you still have to get it super dry. Yeah, an epoxy paint might be the only shot you have, but I still think it's probably going to uh, Eventually it's probably pick away. Eventually. You know, right. some of the hospitals uh, where they have their showers have something on the floor. I don't exactly know what it is, but I was kind of wondering if something like that would work. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what you're referring to, but in your in your situation, you're talking about a concrete surface. You're trying to paint it. Almost an impossible situation. You might want to talk with a plumber about another way to drain that washer. Are you on a septic system? No. You're on city water? Mm-hmm. Well, there ought to be a mm-hmm. place where you can get to a waste pipe and drain that washer. I mean, that, that, oh, that's really the key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the okay. best solution. All right. Okay. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, termites are on the move this time of year, but most of us will never see them. The damage they do, however, is visible to your wallet. In fact, it can cost thousands of dollars to repair. That's why coming up, we're going to tell you what you need to do to make sure your house is off the termite menu. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY-PIT. The Money Pit is brought to you by Bostitch, professional quality hand tools, pneumatic and cordless nailers and staplers. 
Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. You know, pest problems are very common this time of year. You've got problems with termites and bigger critters. But for the solution, we've got it all online at moneypit.com. In fact, everything we've ever written about solving those pest problems, whether the wildlife is eating your roses or the bed bugs are making your nights a nightmare, it's all there online for free at moneypit.com. And we do get many pest control questions this time of year, like this one from David in Pennsylvania. All right, David writes, I'm looking for home pest protection inside and out. What can I use for self-application of insect and termite protection? I have two homes in Pennsylvania and Florida. I hear so many ads, but can't I do it myself? Not really. No, and I'll tell you why. And if you think about it, David, it makes sense. First of all, the science behind uh, keeping these insects at bay has has gone leaps and bounds into the future in terms of its accuracy. Today, the pesticides that are created are designed specifically for one insect. Years ago, we put down something that was, you know, very powerful, would kill all the insects, but it was also very harmful to potentially to people in the environment. Today, it's a completely different approach. These uh, pesticides are very systemic. They attack only the insect that they're intended to do harm to. Now, for termites, you want to particularly make sure you use a, a professional because if you don't do it right, you can get a lot of damage. The state-of-the-art with termite insecticides today are those that are undetectable. In other words, these go into the soil, into the foundation around the house. The termites, since they live in the dirt, they pass through it, they get it on their bodies, they take it back to the nest, they pass it to all their termite friends, and then it takes it kills off the entire colony. This is the kind of thing that you can't do yourself because you can't buy the the chemicals, and you wouldn't know how to apply it if you did. So this is a situation where you're just so much better off hiring a pro, have them do it once, do it right, and you won't have to deal with it again, and you'll know that it's done accurately and safely, and it really does the job of controlling the insect population in and around the house. All right, David. Sorry, this is one project you can't do yourself. You better leave it to the pros. Well, one of the more popular home improvement projects we're asked about every single week is a project having to do with redoing your kitchen or your bathroom. It can be expensive, but if you're counting every dollar, not to worry. There's actually a sneaky little trick that can help you save money on the tiling. And Leslie has that tip in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. That's right. Just because you might be low on the budget end of things doesn't mean that you can't be high on your design dreams. But here's the trick so that you can achieve everything that you envision for your space. You want to choose a simple and therefore inexpensive tile, which is going to cover the main field portion of, say, your kitchen backsplash or maybe a bathroom wall, because that's going to be the most square footage. So buy something that's affordable there. Then when you want to add some pizzazz and really go for that design style that you love, why not mix in a few beautiful decorative tiles? They could be rich in color. They could have a ton of great style. And that's going to create visual interest for you. And since you're using this decorative detail in small quantities, you can actually really splurge for something that's super special. You know, another great idea is to splurge on tile details like a decorative border accent. And that'll just go along, you know, one run below the top edge of your backsplash. And that's a really great way to add detail there as well. And then you can bring in a little bling in the right spot in your bathroom, say, with going with a tile that's got a little bit of glass or a sparkle in it. And that can really make the bathroom space seem like a luxurious escape. You don't have to spend a ton of money, but you can create a beautiful tile detail in any space of your home on your budget. 
Coming up next week on The Money Pit, we're going to have tips on how you can make simple repairs to masonry and paving stones. If you're not having a good basin of those stones, that can lead to sinking later on. We'll teach you how to fix that problem and many more that could be plaguing your patios next week on The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.